and welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Jamie Wojciechowski, joined today by Celina Vidya and Poonam Basu, and we are discussing being mindful in the new year. Uh, the first thing I'd like to bring up is something I think it happens every year around this time, and it's been happening for probably the past two months. It's a little heightened this year because of the political reality and some celebrity deaths, but this kind of hating on the the year we're in to almost, I guess, hope for a better next year. Um, so what are your, what are your feelings on just that, that negativity that seems to pop up every year around this time? Mm, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, one, people have been very negative on social media about it, and I think it perpetuates itself. I do think we have to accept that 2016 was a really shitty year. Um, I mean, we had a lot of icons pass away. We had a lot of political upset. We had a lot of things that we haven't experienced before. But I also think that we're an age now where all of our icons of the past are hitting that age where there are health issues. There are things that are coming up. And I don't think this is the last that we're going to see of things like that happening. Um, as far as you know, negativity versus positivity, I think... If we look at the new year as a hard reset, we're going to always have that feeling of, oh, this year was so terrible. Let's wait for 2017. But we have to remember, it's all the same. You know what I mean? 2017 is what you make it. 2016 is how you feel about it. And if we can just embrace the fact that, yeah, it was really crappy and then move forward, I think we'll all be in a, a more positive headspace. I think um, generally speaking, I don't think I've ever truly noticed the kind of the negativity to positivity you kind of switch but this year I definitely noticed it and I, I'll have to think back to see if it's like this every year and I mean according to what you just said it seems like it maybe it is and I just never noticed it um but I think it's just human nature to kind of look for um like a reset button and it's it's nice to kind of have a structure to that allows you to kind of that gives you that innate reset button, even though, yeah, it's not actually, there is no, like, I mean, we made up time. Like this mm -hmm. is not actually like a thing, you know, like <laughs> the new year, like, you know, it, 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 it's all just now. So it's kind of an interesting, it's interesting that we all like are like, Oh my God, this year is over. Thank God. Like a new year. But it's like, you know, it's not like it's like a fresh slate. Like we're just continuing yeah. on. Mm -hmm. But um, I will say though, like, I mean, I think 2016 was difficult globally in many, many ways. Um, but it's interesting. Like today I've noticed in particular, a lot of people reflecting positively on 2016, which I have not noticed at all for the last month. But then all of a sudden today, the last day of 2016, all of these people are popping up and they're like, oh my gosh, 2016 was actually personally one of the best years of my life. And it's like, huh, where were you like a month ago when everyone was devastated and <laughs> crying and like freaking out? Um, so it's interesting. It's also kind of, I think, what we see and like what we're kind of focusing on because there are, there's, I bet there's, if we actually did like a, a head count, it's probably pretty equal. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think, I, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I think, um, you're right, Poonam, how, you know, today everybody's reflecting and saying this is the best year. And what's interesting about that is I think human nature is 
to see the better when there's the negative after a little bit of time. So without there being all the negative of the year, we wouldn't have anything to base our personal success on. And so I feel like we all feel as if we're overcoming a really, really big, difficult time. And so that sense of relief is going to start setting in also. Yeah. And I think too, I think human, we're talking about human nature and I think it's very much humans like to go from one extreme to the other. So the the balance is very, is very rarely lacking. They're not going to say, well, these are the, the things that were terrible and these were the things that were really good. So let's analyze them together. They're going to get emotional and say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm having a bad day. So 2016 is terrible because of this, 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 this. And then the next day they feel better. So they say, oh, no, 2016 was great because of this, 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 and this. Um, and I mean, I think for, for mental health, it's if you're going to have to pick one, um, the, the positive action is always going to yield better results and more happiness. But mm-hmm. to actually, I think we're going to move into like talking about goal setting and that stuff. I think challenging ourselves to not just go to one extreme to the other and actually analyze them together is going to help move you forward and actually be productive and be able to reset and do things effectively as opposed to the next topic I want to talk about, which is New Year's resolutions and just a lot of things about them. Um, Personally, do you make them? Um, And yeah, we'll start there and then we'll move on. Um, I actually, I kind of recently, I, I make them, but I almost make them more as a joke now. Like, um, I don't think I was ever like super big into it, but what I realized, I mean, the thing that really is lacking with new year's resolutions. And I think the reason why they kind of don't stick is the lack of accountability. Cause you kind of, kind of make it, but you don't really put into like, cause I mean, 365 days, like that's a long time. Um, which is good if you want to like set like a long-term goal. It's like gives you time to achieve it, but then you have to, you know, stay focused and accountability is a huge part of that. But usually with New Year's resolutions, people are, you know, surprisingly short-term about it. And it's, uh, it's just, it's easy to lose it as soon as you hit an obstacle or something like that. It's just, it's too hard and it's done and you forget about it and it's over. Um, so in terms of New Year's resolutions, I usually set like really, really like simple ones like, okay, my resolution is to floss more, drink more water, <laughs> like things that I kind of need to do anyway. It's not really, it's not really a resolution, but it's been my resolution for the past like three years. And I think I am drinking more water and flossing more often. So it's working in a way, <laughs> but <good>. it's still my resolution. <laughs> <laughs> Um, For me, as far as resolutions, I've kind of strayed away. I don't think I've made a resolution in a couple of years because I've always felt like I never completed them. Like I always had something that I really wanted to do and I'd be all gung-ho for the first three or four months, you know, much like we always joke about how the gym is so full in January, but kudos to them for going and taking that step. But if we tire ourselves out in the beginning of the year because we're so motivated and so excited, we kind of set ourselves up for failure. So what I've started to do is something called less and more, where instead of a resolution, I say, I want to do more of this and subtract this from my life. And usually it's looking for things that improve me and then taking away things that do nothing or affect me negatively. Um, 
And I think it's a little easier that way because a lot of the, the things that cause us to fail are bad habits or things that we don't realize we're doing. And if we can consciously take those away instead of making a resolution to lose X amount of weight or read X amount of books or, you know, a specific hard number, I think it's really valuable. And uh, another thing on that, so I've been reading a lot of Danielle Laporte lately, and she does a desire map, fire starter session. She's really into kind of soul searching. Um, and every time the new year comes, I start reading her stuff because it just gets me thinking about what I really want um, as far as the lesson more. And she made a really good point. So there was one year where she said, um, this was many years ago, she wanted to speak at X amount of conferences um, or something similar because she wanted to raise her brand visibility. And in the beginning of the year, she was trying to hold herself to that number. So she took every single conference opportunity that came to her. And there was one weekend where she couldn't take this conference opportunity. And she was really, really bummed about it. And she gave herself such a hard time because she was thinking, I'm not going to hit this number. I'm going to fail. And this was early in the year. And so the weekend that she didn't take that number, she actually took a meeting that changed her whole entire business and career path that did X-fold, you know, 10X-fold what would have happened at that conference because she allowed herself to not be so stuck to that goal. So I think New Year's resolutions, if they're, if they're a little bit broader and they leave room for meandering and change and opportunity, and it's more about just improving ourselves as people, I think that's where they're the most valuable. That was really long-winded. No, no, I hope I hit it. I totally agree. I think that's why the I think that's why the flossing more and the drinking more water works so well for me. Yeah. But it's like a reminder every year to kind of like do it, but it's something that I do on a regular basis. But whereas when I used to say I want to floss every day, that was too hard and I felt like I was constantly failing. But now that I changed it to like I just want to floss more and I want to drink mm-hmm. more water, it's like it's it happens naturally cuz I think about it and when it comes time to like evaluate whether or not I achieved it, well, yeah, it, I think I did. But it's it's a lot, it's it's more fluid as opposed to being so rigid as like every day I must like, you know, drink twenty ounces of water or whatever. How much you were supposed to drink? I don't even know. How much are you supposed to drink every day? I don't know. I can never do it. I, never do. <laughs> I just know I don't drink enough. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I think we going on going beyond New Year's resolutions, which I don't make either. Um, and going to what seems to be the bigger picture is goal setting. And I think we live in a society that too heavily focuses on goals as opposed to systems. And study after study after study show that it's actually the, the systems that people put in place that set them up for success, not focusing on a goal. Because a goal mm-hmm. is something that's outside of you for the most part is outside of you is something you have less control of it's something you want as opposed to systems are things you're putting in place to help you to set you up so when things do come when opportunities do come you're ready for them i so, actually love that i didn't want to interrupt you do you no, want to go. go 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 okay so that reminded me of um i started using a phrase a while ago and i just remembered in the past month that i started using it called a pivotal point Because just like you're saying with goal setting, um, if you set a particular goal and you're really blindsided and you're like, I have to get to this goal no matter what I do, and you you ignore everything around you, there is a slight benefit to that. But if you look at it as a pivotal point, like you're saying, putting structures in place to reach something that is going to improve your, your life, your business, your creativity, then you're allowing things to fall into place within that structure that can help accelerate it as opposed to being so... Uh, tunnel vision on a goal. 
Yeah. And it's basic. It's basic. I mean, mindfulness is living in the moment. And when you set a goal, you're living in the, the future. You're thinking about what you want later, as opposed to if you think about systems now, you're setting yourself up now to succeed with whatever comes along. And it's not to say don't have goals. I just think in our society, we tend to, fo- especially with New Year's resolutions, we tend to focus so much on the goal and then say, okay, I set a goal. And the goals never are going, go- I, I mean, the law of attraction, people talk about all the time, but that only works if you have systems in place. It's not yeah. just going to happen. You have to have the systems in place that support that that goal or that dream or whatever like yeah there's always the exception of like the hollywood star that someone just saw in the thing but i mean how many stories of that do you know one two out of millions and millions and millions of people throughout time who have tried to do that most people you just you think like oh i never saw them before and now they're an overnight success and you don't understand the or people don't take the time to look at look at all the things that they were doing underneath to get Mm -hmm. to that point so i think that's the system part is important if you are a goal setter to make sure you do And Some people naturally do it and yeah. some people have to work really hard. And it's like Poonam saying, they have to be realistic. The system, the systems only work if they're, if they're realistic. If you're trying to completely change your entire lifestyle overnight, it's, it's, you're, you're going to fail. You need to set yourself. That's, I think the accountability, I think having accountability part buddies helps mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever works works for you but you have to self-reflect and figure it out I think and I think another thing that that's part of what you're saying in terms of like setting up systems and setting yourself up for success is you know is um is like a periodic check-in like if you have a goal and like I don't I'm not entirely sure that having like super specific goals is a bad thing I think it's, it's okay as long as like you're saying like you're aware of of what you're doing right now to get there later. Mm-hmm. So I think it's okay to have like very, very specific places that you're going that you know you want, as long as you're just keeping open to everything that's around you that's happening right now so that there's room for change in case if there needs to be. Um, and I think I'm a big fan of like just the accountability partners, like you said, and just checking in with yourself every so often. So like if you have a goal for something at the end of the year, check in with yourself at the halfway point and be like, where am I? Okay, am I exactly where I need to be? Or am I a little low? Am I a little, like, am I further along than I want? Like, and you can kind of adjust based on that. But yeah, I think um, that is probably a big thing with resolution failure is people don't, um, they don't plan. Like, it's kind of like a a big goal. It's a Hail Mary. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to have a, you know, lose 25 pounds. But then it's like, okay, what are, what's your process? Like, are you changing your diet? Are you, you know, but it's like, I'm just going to start going to the gym. And it's like, well, that's not really, I mean, that's a good step, but you kind of have to be very specific about that too. Like losing mm-hmm. 25 pounds isn't really super easy. It, it takes a lot of planning. <laughs> like it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. And again, Poonami, you just tied back to Jamie perfectly. That ties into structure too. If you want to lose 25 pounds, you have to understand how it works with your diet, going to the gym. You have to plan out times you go. And I think the structure saying that Jamie's saying fits perfectly with that example. Yeah. And I think too, it's also with, it's, it's all, it's all about a balance, right? So if you're setting a, a goal, you have to have 
I mean, sometimes they're easy goals that you know you can achieve, but we're, I'm talking about New Year's, right? Like, big goals. You have to check it, like you're saying, check in with yourself and make sure, have the realization that something can change and that goal may not happen. So you don't want to put all your energy in that goal because if it takes the whole year, that's why you get to the point where you're like, 2016 was shitty because I had this big dreams and nothing happened. As opposed to the goals are good, but also make sure you're living in the now in a way that makes you happy and makes you feel like you're achieving things and stuff like that. And I think focusing on also on the structure helps you do that because then you have little milestones once things become I mean, it takes a while for something to become a habit, but once it becomes the habit, that's an achievement. So you have these little successes as you go, as opposed to just banking on the the, the giant thing at the end. I think another big factor is self-forgiveness. I think people are really, really hard on themselves and they give up because they're so hard on themselves. And it's, I don't think it's a bad thing to fail. Like I I think it, it, yeah, it feels shitty. It's not like a good feeling, obviously, but I think we can as like collectively as a society be better about forgiving ourselves and just showing more compassion towards ourselves. And I think that would actually go a long way toward fulfilling our goals long-term. I'll give you an example. Personally, I know 2016 for me was a lot about independence and it was a very um, emotional journey for me in terms of just redefining and rediscovering who I am and who I've always been and all that kind of stuff just based on a whole slew of personal things that happened in my life that I won't go into. (laughs) And, um, And one of those things included financial independence and financial security. And I had a very, very specific goal about where I wanted to be financially. And I honestly was not even close (laughs) when I got to the end of the year. And I was upset. But reflecting back, I worked really, really hard all year towards my goal. And I actually achieved a lot. And looking back, based on how hard I worked and how focused I was and how steady I was, I realized that the goal itself may have been a little unrealistic because I really, truly did everything I possibly could have to achieve it. And so in the end, after that reflection, I realized, you know what? Maybe I didn't achieve that goal that I wanted, a very specific number. But what I did achieve was amazing and something that Poonam two years ago could never have done. So there's growth. And and I think that's important. And I think that's something that I personally have not been very good about. And I'm hoping that I will carry that lesson into the new year. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a, just a great example. And I, it, it all goes back to the same thing. It's that the, the self-reflection is so important and just being like, being honest with yourself, um, which is, it's hard a lot of the time because you want to justify things and you don't, you don't want to fail. But I mean, if you listen to anyone, if you take whatever your goal is, let's say you, you set some big goal, go find people who have achieved that goal and talk to them. They will have had so many failures that are so very clear why they ended up achieving it or something better happened. It was like the, 
what you were just talking about, Selena, and the woman who was setting to do all the conferences, and then she couldn't go one week, and something incredible happened. I think that's also something in our... I, I think it's it's a very subtle thing in our culture is this idea of it's it's I, it's huge in the entertainment industry which we're all in is this idea you see actors who who fail and then become a director or become a go in casting or an agent or a writer and or you see it in, in all different things it's not just actors uh, and there's this idea that because you started as this one thing and this was your goal you failed and settled. And it's without asking the question of, well, well, does this new thing align with you or what took you there or what was the, the process there? Because some, yes, true, some people just say, you know, what's important for me is financial stability, so I'm going to go into this. What's important for me is this thing, so I'm going to shift and go into that, which is all fine. And some people find a new passion. One passion leads them to the other. So we have to remember that giving up or changing a goal to something else isn't failure. It's self-reflection and realizing that things have changed. And I mean, if your goal stays the same forever, there's probably something wrong. You know, you yeah. haven't got there. You haven't put the systems in place. <laughs> things have changed. Like things change. We're always in the moment. What you set a year from now is not the same. We're different people. It's a different time. Everything's different. So one of my favorite things when I fail at things, cause I fail a lot, is um, failure is redirection. Because whenever we fail, like Poonam was saying, there's something that we learn through the whole process. We may not reach our goal, but there's so many things that happen and so much growth and reflection and mindfulness and awareness and all these good things. And if you fail, the redirection isn't always a bad thing. That redirection could be the best thing that ever happened to you. It's just like you were saying, Jamie, is it aligned with you and is it something that you want? And the redirection thing can open you to so many things that you didn't even know were in your peripheral that you were aware of or that you wanted. And so I think leaving that, that little bit of openness when you fail, like there's, there is something to say for getting back on the horse and going after it again. But if it feels to you like it's a redirection, just go with it and see where it takes you. You never know. You could be like you're saying the most badass director ever because acting is something that you just tried and tried and there was a lot of failure and you redirected to, to work on something and that ended up being what you were just amazing at. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important to emphasize that the re the reflection of the, the redirection is very much in my opinion about the moment as opposed to, I think where people get lost is they focus on the failure and then get stuck in the thoughts of the failure. Why did I fail? And then it just stays, it stays in the, the past so they're self-reflecting, but they're not self-reflecting in a, in a present way. So they're having all these, these insights that are actually useful, but they're so stuck in the past and in that failure that they can't use those discoveries in, in a productive way. And it's bringing mm-hmm. it into the moment, which is the finding where the redirection or where the next step is that, that allows you to, to change and to adapt. And I like to talk about too is in in mindfulness discussion in general there's so much and i just think it it's mindfulness is getting more ingrained in our culture so people like to talk about the now and the now isn't ignoring the past and the future it's you can completely reflect on the past and reflect on the future it's not allowing yourself to get stuck 
in one of those two places. It's it's having yourself be in, being in control yourself. So you can pick, now I need to reflect on the past, but now I'm coming back to the moment. And now I'm going to think about the future, but I'm going to come back to the moment. And going have having the conscious choice to go through them. And no one all the time has that. Everyone gets stuck in certain places. But it's trying to just bring the awareness that if you're stuck, that you need to find a new direction or you need to find a new way or reach out for help or find an accountability buddy or whatever it is to get out of either the future or out of the past. Mm -hmm. What I found helps me if I'm just really stuck trying to figure out what happened or I can't move forward or I'm thinking too far in the future is I journal everything. So every morning I get up and I have to just empty my head of all these thoughts because I'll always wake up and the first thing, so you're at your most vulnerable when you wake up. I always have thoughts of, of something, you know, from the past or of the future, or I'm antsy or I wake up with anxiety and I'm like, what do I do with myself? And so usually I journal it out and I just try to dump it somewhere and then try to force myself to move on and be in the, the now. And that's helped a good amount. It doesn't help every time, but it's good for reflection and, and getting out of that headspace. I think for me, um, kind of similar to that, what's helped me is um, forcing myself to take time for myself every day, even if it's just like 10 minutes. And oddly enough, I actually discovered it at the gym in the sauna. Like for some reason, there's something about the sauna in the gym that like forces me to like shut everything down and like really like just, I don't know, just like find my center. And it only takes like 10 minutes, just like the 10 minutes I'm in the sauna after I work out. But for some reason, for me, that worked. And that was the reason I share that is just because um, up until about a couple of years ago, I hated the sauna. Like it was something I, I just I never went in there. I hated it. And now it's become like this place of like, it's like, it's like a little haven for myself. It's like I look forward to it every day when I go to the gym. It's like my little time to myself. And what it does for me is similar to what journaling I think does for you. It's just like, everything kind of just melts away and it brings me back to center to zero. Mm -hmm. And then I can kind of, I don't know, readjust and move forward and everything is just a little bit better after I do that for the rest of the day. Um, but I think it's important that you never know where you're going to find that. Like it could be journaling. It could be the sauna. It could be, who knows what it is for you. And I think it, like for me, it took a long time to find it because I tried all these other things and so I think it's important to just keep looking for the thing that's going to help you find your center. Yeah. And I think, too, once you find those that thing or those those things that I often find that people, their, their goals and their dreams change because they're more aligned in the present day to day. Like um, a big thing for me is I always did. I mean, I'm an actor and a writer, but I always in college, I started doing sword fighting and stage combat. And I never really had any desire to be do like stunts or anything. I just really loved it. So I moved out to Los Angeles and I found a place to do it and I take classes and I don't I've never considered myself like a stunt person or anything like that. I've never looked for work. It was just my happy place. And eventually people would be like, oh, do you want to do stunts for this thing or I want to hire you for this thing. And I'd be like, oh, OK, like I never thought about it, but I guess I have those skills. It's always just been me time that I go do this thing. So now there's this whole other world that's open to me because I was open to something that necessarily was just 
for me that I never had any expectations of. Yeah. I guess that's kind of like what they call like following your bliss in a way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so is there any other topic or any kind of inspiration you would like to leave anyone about, I guess, moving into this this new year? Um, yeah. Well, I think if if I had a message for anyone this year, it's just one thing that I felt very vividly and very strongly in 2016 with just all the world events and everything was um, I feel like there was a lot of, there was like a lack of compassion. Um, and it's my belief that a lot of that comes from self first. So loving yourself and feeling self-compassion, being able to do that, you can feel that towards other people and do that for other people. Um, but one way that always worked for me was um, everything you see is a reflection of yourself. So if you are one of those people that's kind of struggling with the negativity of 2016 and um, and everything you see is negative, try, try maybe uh, turning that light inwards for a second and seeing if there's maybe something on the inside that it's coming from. And you'd be surprised how much kind of dissipates once you start doing that. Um, you start focusing on yourself and improving yourself and making things better on the inside and it helps. And um, yeah, maybe that'll be a start for 2017. <laughs> yeah, I also I often talk about on this show about leading with understanding and how we as a culture like to have an opinion and lead with judgment as opposed to understanding. And I think it's exactly what you're saying. If if people are feeling overwhelmed or they're just there's so much negativity and all this stuff is happening, then lead with understanding. Try to find what search for why that is, like what you're saying. Is your entire Facebook wall consumed with negativity because those are the people you've brought into your life? And maybe that has to be a change or are you just spending too much time on Facebook and you're not giving that time for yourself to really detach or are you not, on the opposite of detachment, are you not having enough actual face-to-face -face interactions with people on a intimate level? Like it's all through that understanding that you can actually find solutions to the problem as opposed to leading with judgment, which takes you to the place of, well, it's a terrible year and all these people are terrible and you don't. And it's all these labels. And then you lose that that compassion as opposed to if you were actually trying to fix the problems and leading with understanding them, the compassion follows. Yeah. And I think for me, there's two things. Um, one I had touched on a little bit before, which is being open to change. And the other is a form of self-care because I used to be awful at self-care. I never took time for myself ever. And I, I was very reactive and it's taken you know, the past year has just been a huge journey of me of trying to find that place. And um, I think taking care of yourself mentally, what the types of stimulus that you let into your life, the um, headspace that you get into, especially what you read online, um, you know, anything, how you curate your social media, all of that subconsciously affects you and you may not even realize it. Like 
there's a time because I've lessened my Facebook usage just, you know, for my own sanity, especially after the election. And I had found that I could approach topics and things and be more open minded to other people because they didn't just have that constant chatter of other people's opinions and other people's thoughts being force fed into my stream and into my subconscious. And even, um, you know, I try to read more inspiring things online and more of people's stories and how they get to where they are and podcasts that are like that. Cause I'm trying to lift up the, um, curious part of my brain. And I think that curiosity leads me to be curious about other people, which is a great way to just build relationships and friendships without having to bring in things like um, negative situations in the world. And I think being open to change, um, don't be so, so blindsided and, you know, so tunnel vision because some of the best things in your life are going to come when you least expect it. And I know that sounds really, really cheesy and so cliche, but I found it to be true. Like when you're not looking for something and you're just being mindful to yourself, being compassionate to others, things come to you and you're in the right headspace to say, this is going to be a great thing for me, or maybe this isn't. And just really being aware of that is, is helpful. Yeah. Two things on just on the, the social media aspect. Um, two things I, I do that I find very helpful um, with Facebook is you can now, I don't, I don't know the, the technical Facebook term, but you can pick which pages uh, news you see first or pops up first, which pages you follow, which people you follow, you can select. Yeah, I think you're limited to like 20 or 30 at the most, but you can pick who will pop up first on your newsfeed. And mm-hmm. I think that's a, a, a great way to make sure that positive things that are in alignment with you are being seen first. Now, I don't think it's good that that's all you see. I don't think it's you don't want just all positive like things that are aligned with you want. You want to challenge yourself and have those other things because that's what the world is. But it is nice to be able to to open Facebook. And the first thing I see is a mindfulness blog or quote or a podcast because I've chosen it to be there. And then as I go down, there's the other stuff. But I've started from a place of positivity and alignment. And similarly on Twitter, what I do is it's a little it's a little more difficult, but I make lists. So I'll have different lists of things that inspire me or I'm in line with. And then I actually use Twitter pretty much exclusively through TweetDeck, which is an app on your phone or you can download it on your computer and you can actually change how your screen works. So you can actually have it so your list pop up first. So that's pretty much what I do what I do. I have it so that the first two things I see are my inspiration and my civil discourse, the people who have been on civil discourse that I follow, um, their stuff pops up first. And then over here is kind of the regular people I follow and, and other things. Um, so I think, I think using all the technology, the social media, there's always a negative and a positive. And I think the self-reflection, like we're talking about and trying to use it in the most positive way is will be helpful for everyone's sanity in the world. <laughs> yeah. And you just reminded me of one, one more thing. I think I did this last time I was out here. I'm like, Oh my God, I have one more thing. I love it. <laughs> I love I love it. <laughs> um, so we're talking about having the positive, but still letting the negative in. So you can kind of understand and, and see, you know, truly what's going on with people around you or events around you. 
And I had started reading a book called, it's either the upside of your dark side or the upside of the dark, something similar to that. And it basically talks about how psychologically, sometimes having all positive things isn't the best for you. Um, and allowing yourself to peek at the negative, understand the negative, digest the negative, and figure out how to use it or how to make it better is really, really, really effective. And so I think in the self-reflection, um, finding a way to not completely shut out the negative, but being mindful of how we use it is really, really important. And I think just for our, our psyche and, and how we build relationships too, that's so important. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's like that concept of like too much of a good thing, right? Like there's too much of anything is, is bad. It's all about balance. Like you need a little bit of everything. Um, there is no positive without the negative. They would, they literally would not exist because we wouldn't have a scale. Yeah. And everything's just perspective in the end. Like I think about um, political, the political landscape and I'll see things that that Trump says or someone that he's talking some whatever and I'll be like and I'll feel that little tingle of rage and then I know myself enough to go well let's look at the let let me go look for things of people who are actually trying to challenge this and fix this and it always brings me back because that's there it's not shared as much you have to do more research and put more energy to find it but it's it's all about your perspective so yeah. it's get as much information you can and then try to use that information in a way that is is useful to you and negative it's like you're saying the negative things can be useful because they can fuel you you can you can fight back against them but unless you are able to look at it from a productive place you're never going to be effective in changing the negative mm-hmm. yep and like mr rogers said find the yeah. helpers yay <laughs> That's the perfect place to end this. <laughs> well, thank you all so very much. Follow us all on Twitter and Facebook. Um, the screen after this has all of that information, and I will put it in the, the comment section as well. And I hope we do this again. Yeah, it was so Happy fun. I loved it. Good. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>